Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesday show, and it's episode 351, and I'm delighted to say we've got a really close friend of the show, a personal friend of mine, somebody that really knows a lot about membership and courses and on uh, e-learning entrepreneurship, and that is Chris Padgett, um, co-founder of Lifter LMS. Chris, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me, Jonathan and Cindy. I'm Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS, which is a WordPress solution for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses. And I have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast. Great. And I've got my great co-host, Cindy. Would you like to introduce yourself, Cindy? Hi, everyone. It's Cindy Nicholson. I'm from thecoursewhisperer.com, where I help entrepreneurs who want to create those courses, get them out there. That's right. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. And we maintain, build, um, do almost anything to help you with your membership learning management system. Um, If you're looking for a a new course to build it, or you're looking to transfer from another learning platform back to WordPress or to try WordPress, we're here to help you. So, Chris... Um, let's start our interview off with um, WordPress and Gutenberg and um, all the things that have been said and how it, you know, you've been talking about this when it applies to your own system. Um, first of all, how, how do you think it's going? Because it was released on Thanksgiving, wasn't it? And how do you see this basically going in the next couple of months, Chris? Well, I think it's going to go well. Um Gutenberg, as of this recording, was supposed to roll out yesterday to the public, which it did not. Um, but we were ready for it if that were to happen. Um, so yesterday... We Can I just in- interrupt? Was you slightly surprised that it didn't go out yesterday? No, but I would have appreciated more definitive notice um, that it wasn't going to happen, not so last minute or whatever. But as a software company, I know what it's like with uh, deadlines and, you know, shifting deadlines or timelines or whatever. Um, but so we, we ran our webinar. We've been, that's, that was, that was the public release, which I'm not sure if it's been announced when it will happen. Uh, I believe it's probably going to happen sometime in January now. Oh, you uh, do, you do believe because there was a lot, a lot of, um, let's say, uh, ongoing discussion that that would be the best um, decision. So you, you you think that it is going to be moved to January? I think so. I haven't heard the definitive word. I'm just going back on something that um, was said earlier on in the process that if they did not hit the deadline of uh, November 27th, that it was going to go out to January sometime to get clear of the holiday season or something. But I have not heard an official new proposed release date yet. Um, but that being said, yesterday we actually ran a live webinar at Lifter LMS where we demoed Lifter LMS with Gutenberg. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a new visual editor for WordPress. And it is a new concept of how you build websites um, with this you know, concept of blocks. 
which I can talk about a little bit, but we ran that webinar with our community mostly to get people ready because it is very much an insider, geeky WordPress thing that doesn't really make sense to the majority of people who use WordPress, 30% of the internet, um, because it's not out yet. It doesn't exist. Most people don't, you know, work with beta testing software before it rolls out to the public. But of course, our product exists in the space and we need to be ready for it when it comes. So we've been working with it for many months. And essentially, the function of the webinar that we ran was to show people what it is, because a lot of people don't know what it is, and then show what it means for building courses and memberships on your WordPress-powered website and how Lifter LMS is not just Gutenberg compatible, i.e. nothing's going to break, you're going to be fine. But we also leverage a lot of the new uh, architecture that it presents so that if people want to build custom course layouts um, and lesson layouts, that they can do this without using a page builder by using the new Gutenberg block-based building system. And we showed people how they can do that. So basically, it's more power to the end user to customize with as few tools as possible. And because, uh, you know, I think your basic um, product is one of the best learning management systems on the market at the present moment, Chris. Um, and I do honestly mean that. Um, so uh, how would this affect your own plugin? Will this give a lot more ability to custom the actual uh, templates in Lifter LMS to a lot, much larger extent? Yes, both at a individual level, like an individual course, or at a global level. If you're like, if you want all your courses, if you want the progress bar at the top, you only want it to show to enrolled users, you want the continue button here, you want the pricing table here, all these different layouts, you want to build a columnized structure, you can now do that with um, Gutenberg instead of um, just using our best guess, which is our course template which previously you would have to use a page builder like Beaver Builder, Elementor, or Divi to blow that apart and build your own. Now you can do that with Gutenberg. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm not saying this because there are people that start off with WordPress, but um, I see a lot of people that start off with fully hosted solutions like Learnable, Teachable, Kajabi, and then when they reach a certain level and they, they know they want a real bespoke custom look and feel for their course, they, they look at WordPress and they look at your plugin and some of the other competitors in WordPress. So basically with Gutenberg, they're going to have a lot more freedom and customization or customization functionality, shouldn't they, Chris? Absolutely. I was just talking to somebody who was moving over from Teachable to WordPress and they chose Lifter and they wanted custom layouts, which is what Gutenberg's going to help with and the page builders that exist already help with. And they wanted all this other functionality beyond just video lessons to go with their coaching program that works with Lifter and a couple of add-ons. So yeah, the, but the Gutenberg piece when I see a, like a Teachable or a Thinkific website, they all look more or less the same. I'm not passing judgment on them. I think those tools are good tools. And I do send certain people there where WordPress is not a good fit for them. But you can very much tell there's not much flexibility in the design and the functionality of those platforms. And when people get to the point that they want that, um, 
you know, they, they want to jump over to WordPress. Well, you know, it's the same in other sectors, you know, notably e-commerce, isn't it? You know, you know, you've got hosted like Shopify and other other fully hosted e-commerce solutions, but then that you can get to a certain stage where um, you, you need your to go to a more customable um, platform, don't you? Right, I think uh, we're given some insights to Gutenberg. Over to you, Cindy. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Uh, last week was my first introduction to Gutenberg, so I feel like I'm getting better grasp of what's going on. So it's good to get the heads up, and thanks for that insight. And, and just to kind of piggyback your comments there about you know the, the customizability, I don't know if that's a word, of what you can do with, you know, WordPress LMSs, you know, often people are thinking, okay, well, if I go with Teachable or Thinkific, you know, I, I have all that headache look after, but you really are missing some customization opportunities. So, so what is it that, you know, WordPress LMS platforms, like what kind of implementation opportunities are there beyond just say, as you say, the video and, um, you know, workbook kind of uh, setup? That's a great question. The first way I like to answer that is just with an analogy. There's a time and a place when an apartment makes sense. Like, let's say somebody just leaves home or whatever, and they're going out on their own, an apartment, and they're all kind of the same in the unit, and it just makes sense. Less to maintain, less responsibility. But when you go over to WordPress and uh, WordPress LMS, you basically have the opportunity to build a custom home. And you can build like a simple kind of home or you can go crazy and build like this elaborate mansion with all this technology and stuff in there. So um, <clears throat> when you come over to WordPress, if you want to, there's like three layers to it. Um, design freedom, functionality freedom, and control and ownership of the platform, which is a big deal for some people. Um, but in terms of what you can do that you can't do in the other places, if you want to come up with an elaborate design on your own or hire somebody to do it, to have the website look exactly the way it looks in your mind or have it professionally designed by somebody, and then you want that implemented, that can happen in WordPress with a combination of just themes out of the box and um, some just basic settings or with page builders or even a custom design by a designer. So it can really look anyway. In terms of functionality, uh, Lifter brings in a lot of community pieces and coaching pieces. So if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to offer, let's say a thousand dollar course, but then you have uh, the same course plus uh, private coaching for $5,000, um, there's coaching tools inside the website where you can have like private content and private conversation, basically coaching with that, that person. And it's all integrated into like one, one website. And we also have a community thing where you can have a social learning component. So you can have a Facebook like experience on your website without sending people to Facebook, which is okay, but can be kind of distracting for a learning context. And then you have the entire other, there's more, but those are kind of the, the, the top ones. But then on top of all that, you have the whole WordPress ecosystem, which is what makes WordPress so powerful and why it's grown so much is it's a community. And if you want to add something else to your website, like events 
or there's events plugins. If you want to add an e-commerce store where you have courses, but you also have t-shirts and boot camps and, you know, other supplies that are around your niche, you can do that with a WooCommerce. Um, then there's literally tens of thousands of other plugins ready to go off the shelf that you can get going with for free or not much money to really build a custom site. Yeah, that's, I, it's so funny because, you know, when in talking to people, there's always the divide between what is the right platform to go on and, and the, the opportunity in terms of growth beyond just say the course is so much better with, you know, going through the WordPress. So it really depends on where you want to take it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day who was switching. They, they outgrew Teachable and they realized that they could get our most expensive thing and that was as much as Teachable. But then if they were going to stay in Teachable, they had to get all these other services to fill in the gaps that they would also have to pay for that they could just get with Lifter and WordPress. Right. So that's kind of how it goes. And it can be painful to switch later. Uh, but I'm also a big fan, though. If you're really technology averse and you don't want to be responsible for their website and your, your concept is pretty simple, go with the hosted LMS. Right. No, I think that makes sense. Jonathan? Yeah, so um, we're getting for time. So what about different implementations of uh, LMS? You know, what, what are the kind of things you can do with it? Well, it's uh, very scalable. Lifter is just like WordPress is. You know, you can have your personal blog. And if you look at um, the New York Times website, that's on WordPress. So you can have this like multi-author like crazy big, huge website. Um, so the different implementations, you can have a, at the, at the fundamental level, you can have a one course website. That's it. Like you, there's a lot of people, some of the most successful course creators actually just have one course that they make better and better year after year, launch after launch, getting results better and better for their students. And they just scale one thing. That's fine. That's a one course website. But then you can have a multi-course website, then you can add multi-instructors, then you can like scale into like academic and university environments where you're doing like blended learning, like there's some in-person classes and online classes and you're using the WordPress category system to create, you know, the business school, the uh, humanities school, the technology department, and you can get like massive. You can also just use it for internal training in a company to train your employees um, for HR and other requirements. Um, you can use it for, like if you have a software company as an example, you can use it for onboarding new customers into how to use your tool instead of kind of boring documentation. You can actually have like the quick start course and then like different courses focused on the tool. And that's, it doesn't just have to work for software companies. I just see software companies are kind of taking advantage of online education for new customer onboarding kind of as an early adopter in the concept. You can also use courses for, um, for marketing. And then the other thing I'd like to say is it's, it's not just the course. You can add a lot of other things. You can have a membership site that has courses and, uh, you know, live Q and a sessions, group coaching calls, access to in-person and offline events. You can build like a monthly membership site that's community and training focused. So the, the really one of the first questions like Cindy mentioned is, 
uh, what kind of course creator are you? What kind of course do you want to be? Where do you want to be at on the, on the stack for technology? Um, I think it's really important to get clear with all that stuff before you go shopping for tech tools. Yeah, I think that's great. We're going to go for our break, folks. We're coming back and we have some more questions with Chris, Chris Badgett, co-founder of Lifter LMS. Be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. I think we've had a good discussion so far with Chris. Um, over to you, Cindy. So I want to. I wanted to ask you, Chris. You know, of the clients that I work with, no one necessarily has a plan to just do one course and be done with it. They have these visions of, you know, either creating membership sites or masterminds or what have you. Um, so there's often more than just that first course, which, you know, is really kind of the introduction to, you know, access to you, so to speak. Um, what, do you, what do you see is working for people beyond, say, like once they create the course, where, where, where have people been successful in moving beyond that in their business? It's a definitely, it's an, it depends thing. Like I see people that just double down on one course and I'm like the course guy on whatever, like, um, and I just keep doing that same course. And I, I think that's really hard for some people to resist, especially creative people that want to keep move on to the next thing. But some of the most successful courses online are just, you know, 10 iterations on the same thing. That being said, um, there's a great uh, community called the Membership Guys. They have a podcast and they have a uh, they have a membership for like membership site builders and course creators. And they're doing you know they have like a monthly. Um, it's set up more on the membership model. They have courses, they have coaching, and they have all these worksheets and checklists and guest interviews and like a really robust membership. And I'm watching them grow and scale quite quite well, and they're doing good and. You know, one of the things I think that makes a membership successful, like before I created Lifter LMS, let me give you this example. Uh, we, I ran an agency where we focused on high-end membership sites and training platforms. And for one particular client, um, he built, he, he spent a lot of money with us, but in his launch, he, he makes over a million dollars year after year, year after year but he's also not doing it alone. And he has a membership site that has courses, but it also has these live events and all these other stuff, expert Q and A, but he's not doing it alone. Just like Mike and Callie, the membership guys are not doing it alone. They're bringing in guest lecturers. They're, they themselves are a business partnership. The client I was talking to you about has three virtual assistants, a camera crew, and um, has like, I don't know, 20 other people that come onto his platform to help create content through um, an expert kind of interview panel series. 
So if you are going to go to the membership, the monthly, like I'm going to go big, my advice would be based on the ones I see that are successful is to not do that alone. Don't try to do that alone or at least um, try to get some help or um, as soon as soon as you can, once you get into the process, if you're going to kind of keep it tight and small, I would steer more to just doing a one course platform or potentially like, you know, a handful of courses done by you. So I can see it go either way. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because uh, a lot of mine wanted, they automatically think that they want to go into the membership site, the membership area. And it's like, you know, the, uh, the idea and the concept is great. It just may, you know, you've got to recognize that that's ongoing content that you need to be continually providing. So it's going to take some work to keep that going for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just a comment. I, I just think, um, I think you make a great observation there, Chris. Um, is that if you're going to go above a very simple course, you you know, um, you're probably going to need partners and those partners don't have to be formal partners. You know, it, they could be subcontractors or um, employees, um, normally subcontractors initially um, and virtual assistants. But the idea that you can do this all yourself or you need partners you know they they can you know like all partnerships that can be really fantastic or it can produce a lot of other difficulties but um it but um on the other hand you know to grow an online business on your own to do all the content plus the technical side plus the actual day-to-day running of the course is going to be difficult isn't it chris on your own yeah and if we look at um if you look at the internet marketing industry, love it or hate it, the um, if you look at what people do with virtual summits where they bring all these experts together and do this big launch and everybody's email list and it's free while it's live and then, then it's a paid product later. If that whole industry could mature a little bit and become like a more, like I think the internet marketers are proving that you can get a bunch of people together and you can add value and you get to leverage everybody's audience. But if you can kind of formalize that, get a little more focus going into like what people are talking about and do some intentional like curriculum design around results for the learner and maybe slow it down a little bit. I think it's, it's just proven that you can get people together who, who may even be like, if you're bringing in an expert, I'll speak from experience here. My first personal online course site was in the gardening niche. Um, uh, it's in a niche called permaculture. We did, I did a, it was a project I did with my wife. She did a course on soils and she's not famous in, she has a master's in conservation based agriculture, but she's not famous. And so once we did that one course, I built a website. I found somebody who was like super famous in the permaculture niche who lived a state away from me in Montana. And I drove over to Washington. Actually, he had just moved to Montana, but I drove a couple hours to him, filmed a workshop, put him on our website and boom, it takes off. Cause he's like huge in the industry. And then I leveraged that met with more experts and so on. And it became a lot easier to just not do it alone. And you, and at the same time, I didn't lose control of the business. I do like, I'm still the, you know, the only owner of that project. But I do also, those people get paid as their courses sell on my platform or whatever. So 
Um, it's not like you have to give up all this control. It's actually, um, it doesn't have to be uh, that way. It can just be a win-win-win all the way around. So um, what's the kind of different ways from your students and the students can get feedback from you inside a, a course? Because I think this is really very important to um, around a subject that me and Cindy recently discussed, which was this um, little dirty secret in the membership um, e-learning industry. That's dropout. That's that people drop out after 90%. Three months. Um, yeah. So I think effective feedback, uh, a feedback loop, uh, is is one of the ways that you, one of the tools that you could utilize, so you don't get this horrendous dropout rate. Yeah, feedback and um, getting results early. The big problem with these these courses are with uh, I think I, the statistic I heard was ten percent completion rates. Um, but, uh, the problem is that the experts curse or whatever you want to call it is like, if I'm an expert, I, th- I, I just create a course that's way too massive. I'm trying to throw everything under the sun in there and it's not necessarily organized around a particular process or behavior change or whatever. And it, people are excited when they join, but then they just kind of fizzle out because we're just doing a video version of an encyclopedia. Um, but in terms of feedback, that's a big part of engagement. Like <clears throat> as much as I love the four hour work week and it inspired me and to do a lot of things, I think course creators tend to go for passive and automation way too early. So yeah, go ahead and automate your LMS, automate your videos. But if you're not in there like interacting with your students and like seeing how it's working or what they're missing or what they're real what's really landing well from your curriculum you're missing a huge opportunity to like improve your content i don't think anybody gets it right the first time around i think we can all relate to uh, a college professor or or a teacher who's like just doing the same thing they've done for the past 30 years it's no longer relevant it's kind of sucks um So having a conversation with your students whether that's like in office hours as simple as like once a week have like a Zoom, kind of like we're recording this, where people can talk to you. Having assignments like you can do in um, a WordPress LMS, like Lifter, where people you know are submitting things or putting into action what it is you're teaching. It's all about bridging the gap from entertainment to education. I'm not saying don't be entertaining. You absolutely should and need to be entertaining. But if you're just passing information through the computer screen, um, that's and people are just sitting back watching a video with Facebook and the other everything else is going on. That's not really learning. You got to get what I like to say when we launched our assignments add-on was it's all about getting your learners taking action, and then based on their action, you can there can be a conversation there about. It's not just about did you pass or what grade did you get or what's the quality, but let's talk about it a little bit. And there's, there's there's all kinds of places. I'll just list them off really quick. Lesson comments, forums, social learning area, private coaching content and the discussion around that. You can go into these like virtual meeting rooms like Zoom like we're in now. You've got email that you can do one-on-one or at scale through your CRM. 
feedback is not a problem in the internet. <laughs> so it's just about deciding to do it. Yeah, I think that's so right. And you do have to think about it because one, because this is, I was going to say a little bit dicey, but that's the wrong word. What I mean is one solution, one kind of strategy or framework that one successful other course entrepreneur is doing might not suit your audience. So you've got to test things see if they work with a particular audience because another type of audience, it might not work. What do you think of that, Chris? Yeah, you got to know your audience. Like what's their comfort level with technology? What are they, you know, what tools are they already using? Um, how much do they like interaction or do they prefer to remain as remote as possible? It really depends on the audience. Is there going to be a language barrier some courses are very international and you need to figure out that there's all kinds of, yeah. I mean, you have to know your audience. You, there's no such thing as a good course that's made for everybody. Exactly. Well, we're going to wrap up the audio part of this. It's gone really quick, but Chris has agreed to stay on. And what we're going to, which you'll be able to see on the, U, the WP Tonic YouTube channel and on the WP Tonic website with a full set of show notes. Um, what we're going to be discussing in the bonus content is the concept of the plus concept. I'm going to ask Chris what he thinks about integrating webinars with online courses. And we've got a couple of other questions from Cindy as well. But um, we're going to wrap up the audio part of, the, of this interview. Chris, how can people find out more about you and Lifter LMS? The best place to find me is at lifterlms.com. And we also have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast that gets into a lot of issues, not just the tech that course creators and membership site builders face. And I am at Chris Badgett on Twitter. And it's a great podcast. Chris covers some of the stuff that we cover, but you can't have enough of good stuff though, can you? Uh, um, Cindy, um, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, if, uh, if you're wanting to create a course like Chris is talking about, where you get people engaged and actually going through the course, but you kind of don't know how to design it in the way that will, that will happen, that's what I help people with. And you can find more about me at thecoursewhisperer.com. And we, um, we can work with Cindy and we do all the technology stuff. We, if you've got, if you've decided it's time to move away from Learnable or Kajabi to your own custom platform on WordPress, we can help you with that and work with Cindy to produce that really great course and get online victory for your e-learning um, system. Um, we'll be back next week with an expert that hopefully will help you become a better course entrepreneur be back next week bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week